try to play, but you're never gonna beat me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. You're coming in from uh, Fresno, California, and over in Clovis, California, my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a uh, new episode. We are thankful for you guys joining us. Uh, We got a crazy episode with lots of NFL talk and news trades to go over. Lots of crazy stuff, so stay tuned for that. And we have a special segment tonight uh, for... Uh, the Raiders specifically. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. And don't forget to follow us on our social media handles. All of them are listed down below. Without further ado, let's get started. All right. Well, we are back. Um, it is good to be back. Of course, last week, we had some technical issues. We figured them out, kind of. So, uh, you know, we're. I, I feel like this is going to be a lot better <laughs> of an episode than last week. But it's, last it's week we did. starting to sound a lot better, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the sound, at least. Um, so, good to be back, Cody. Um, man, what a crazy last, like, couple of days in sports. I mean, um, NFL with a franchise tag. Uh, with people re-signing. Uh, then you have uh, the NBA going in, in full force. MLB is now officially back. Let's let, let's give a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> give a round of applause to compromising. <laughs> yeah. Let's give a round of applause for listening. <laughs> um, so really, really happy about that. So I, uh, I, of course, had to reactivate our fantasy baseball league. Uh, had to get you know the OKs from everyone. I'm thinking, as I'm as we're recording right now, we might have to do a buy-in. Um, mm. You know, maybe like a ten-dollar buy-in or something. We have eight teams, so it's going to go down to uh, like six be... after you announce this buy-in. And yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, I'm I'm very excited, really excited about um, uh, about baseball in general, and and getting to do fantasy baseball. That's honestly why I really wanted baseball to come back. I was so excited for fantasy baseball. So yeah. Anyway, um, a lot going on, Cody, but before we get into everything, Cody, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad we got our technical difficulties figured out. It was kind of one of those question marks. We were so frustrated last week with it behind the scenes. It was a funny show. You guys, I wish we had a separate page just for all that. Cause you'd be amazed on what's talked about, what's seen that's not posted. But anyways, man, doing fine, working, uh, just enjoying stuff. And we've been planning out a guy's night, and it's literally taken <laughs> almost, an act, of, literally almost taken an act of Congress <laughs> to make that happen. So, But I'm excited for it because I think Sunday is the agreed upon day now. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know. For Who it. knows, man? <laughs> it, may, it may come back to Saturday. Who knows? TBD is. We just want to make it TBD. <laughs> yeah, TBD. We'll we'll see it sometime. <laughs> no. Uh, well, it's funny. This guy's day. I'm not going to go into it all, but it's just funny because you and I, I. I set it up kind of because I know you hadn't seen it. You were saying that your wife didn't really want to go watch it. Talking um, about the Batman movie. Yes. Sorry, I didn't even say that. So, um, 
your wife didn't want to go see it, so I was like, well, shoot, I'll go again. I liked, I liked the movie. Me and my wife went and saw it on a date night, so... Um, and I was telling you how good I like it. Cause you know, I'm very picky with Batman movies yeah. and I was like, this was phenomenal. So you were like, well, I got to see it now. And, um, I was like, yeah, well, shoot, I'll go with you. And, and, um, so I was telling my brother-in-law or one of them, uh-huh. uh, that we were going to go see it. And he was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And I was like, well, I mean, you could probably tag along. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk with Cody and, and then it basically snowballed to, a guy's night. So, yeah. uh, where we have six guys who are going to watch this movie. So it turned into where it was just you and I, which I have no problem with. It was just, yeah. it was kind of like, it was crazy trying to set everyone up so everyone can come and, and watch it. So, but I hey, think so. It worked out. So I know you don't want to keep dragging up. I know it's traumatic for you, but just what was funny to me is there's probably about five or six of us that are going to go. And it was amazing to see how indecisive five or six guys were about when to go, what time to go. I thought that was the most funny thing. We we joked that women are like that, and yet none of us could come to a consensus. Yeah. You and I pretty much were like, Saturday. Okay, great. And then mm-hmm. a couple other guys were like, well, let's do Sunday. And we're like, okay, Sunday. And then it, we couldn't even get a time set. And I was, and then at that point I was like, man, just tell me what time we agree on and I'll, I'll be there, you know? So I, I found that was kind of comical. Yeah. Like a bunch of these guys can't come to a, a confirmed time or confirmed day. So yeah. anyways, I don't want to relieve the trauma. I know it's, yeah. I know it's hard for you. So, well, lesson learned. I told my wife the next time I'm just telling everyone, this is the time we're going. This is the day we're going. If you can't make it, I'm sorry. We'll hang out another day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I, my wife said. Yeah. Well, now, you know, good policy. So I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to give everyone a warning here. I'm watching the Fresno State Bulldogs men's basketball team play uh, in the Mountain West tournament right now. So if I lose track or lose thought, um, I am very sorry, but I am right now they're winning at halftime 23, 20 over San Diego state. uh, And uh, they have to basically win the Mountain West to get in the tournament. There's a possibility Mm -hmm. that if they get just in the championship round, they could mm-hmm. still get in, so uh, that's why I am watching. I'm going to be very intense, so go dogs! All right, well, anyway, and uh, Paul, uh, and I know you're listening. Um, you know, I just want to shout you out for that one <laughs> on go dogs. So, anyway, guys, um, so let's talk about football, and and there was so much that was going on. I I, I really want to talk about baseball being back. Um, with some of the rule changes, um, but legitimately, we're not going to have any time for that. Maybe at the very end, <laughs> Cody, but we'll yeah. see. Um, so the biggest news that came out uh, right away was Aaron Rodgers being extended uh, to stay with Green Bay. Uh, I believe it was a four-year, $200 million deal. Um, and guaranteed, I believe it was 153 or 150, 153, um, and, um, guaranteed money, which is insane (laughs) for a guy who's what, 39. (laughs) So it's crazy, but you know, these quarterbacks now are going to be well into getting close to 45. I mean, obviously Tom Brady at 44 years old, Mm -hmm. um, being in the league as long as he has been. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's on the trend that way. Uh, Drew Brees was trying to do that. 
Uh, Russell Wilson has come out and said that he wants to play until he's 45. So these mm-hmm. quarterbacks are really pushing themselves to to stay longer. So first of all, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers, in, on getting that money with all the stuff that he has done. I am amazed that he got all of that money, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, if I were an organization, I'm not sure I would be as um, as nice, <laughs> you know, and just be like, oh, here you go. But yeah. I do understand the Packers' predicament. You know, are you going to go with Jordan Love? Are you going to go with another quarterback, or are you going to are you going to stick with Aaron Rodgers and just, you know, I'm sure in the contract somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers them telling Aaron Rodgers, listen, if we sign you this contract, you cannot request a trade. Like, <laughs> yeah, can't do well. it. We're we're done with that. Okay, <laughs> the only the only way you're getting out is you retire. And we're still going to hold your rights. So until yeah. that time, you cannot request a trade. No more. No more. I, That's I would almost I'd almost bet money that he has a no trade clause in there. Just yeah, he's got it. Yeah. I mean, if he's gonna demand all this and get this much money, because you know, the reports before this was announced was it's gonna reset the quarterback market. And yeah, how I've understood NFL contracts is obviously the guarantee money is a guarantee money. So the remaining money on that contract obviously that's not guaranteed like that's where you need to make a decision on what you're doing with them that's why some players and i'll just use amari cooper as an example you know they don't have that remaining 20 million guaranteed that's just if the team were to pick up the option on the player or continue the contract you know so on and so forth so technically this is probably a three-year deal because it's like 51 million per year so after year when year four starts then Rodgers and the Packers have a decision to make. Do they keep year four or do they go? Does Aaron Rodgers retire? At least this is what that contract says to me. And, you know, kind of the same sentiments. I agree. You know, Green Bay didn't really have an option. There's literally no quarterbacks in the NFC right now. And especially now that Wilson was traded and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I mean, I know that Green Bay has Jordan Love, but I don't think Green Bay is confident in Jordan Love or else I don't think that they would have paid this much money to Rodgers because I <laughs> I was confused because I thought Rodgers last year was talking about how he didn't feel respected or appreciated by the organization and he wanted to have a say in how things operated. And now it turned into he wanted more money and a long-term yeah. commitment, which I was confused. I didn't think that was the issue. Um, and I get it. Maybe it was miscommunication with the whole Jordan Love thing, but... You know, he is in his late 30s, and Tom Brady is the only quarterback that played as well as he did into his, you know, almost mid 40s. Yeah. And I mean, argument can be made. The reason why quarterbacks are able to play so long is because there's the league is so quarterback friendly in terms of you can't rough them up like you used to. So they now can play a little bit longer. But in Rogers' case, um, you know, we'll see if he has the same length of career that Tom Brady has hopefully he doesn't have a dramatic production drop off. Cause now this contract will look really bad after that, but we'll see. I mean, Rogers got his money, which is great. This is going to reset the market. So, you know, any other quarterbacks that are kind of between, I don't know, whoever the lowest tier quarterback is to, you know, Mahomes and Rogers, that's kind of now the sweet spot of where contracts are going to be negotiated at. So we'll see. Yeah. This is definitely a big history day for uh, the NFL 
and curious to see what Green Bay does with little to no cap space left to build a team around him. So we'll see. <laughs> well, speaking of cap space, uh, that that was the surprising thing. I, you know, I was on here last week, and and I'll admit I was wrong. I was on here last week saying Devontae Adams for sure is going to be a Raider mm-hmm. um, because I felt like the Packers were leaning towards we're going to keep Aaron Rodgers. You're going to pay him a lot of money. They didn't have a, a lot of cap space to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Devontae Adams, what it was being said out that he was wanting like $30 million a year or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's a lot of money to put to two players, you know, and the Cowboys are going through that right now. The Cowboys are going through, they paid Ezekiel Elliott, they paid Dak Prescott, they paid Amari Cooper. And now they're like, uh, okay, we got to get rid of one of them. We'll get rid of Amari Cooper. So, um, that's kind of what I thought the, the Packers were going to be in. Like we literally cannot pay for these guys if we want anything else. So, I'm with you on the on the sense of it was a little confusing with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing because, you know, he was saying one thing and now it turns out he just wanted a long contract. He wanted a, an absolute commit commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you talk about Devontae Adams. He got the franchise tag on the Packers. Um, I think there is a way he could um, – that he could um, say no to it, but I don't think he will. I mean, he's going to get paid, you know, the highest amount of money that he can get paid. So Mm -hmm. I don't think he will. And I think he does like playing with Aaron Rodgers. I think now that he knows that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for at least four years. When I saw Mm -hmm. the four years, it did make me sweat a little bit that, okay, maybe Adams is going to stay because I was saying, you know, if they're going to give him like a two year contract, if I'm Adams, I'm out of there. You know, I mm-hmm. want a longer term contract in two years. Yeah. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, hey, good for good for the Packers to get both of those. They're not going to be able to pay for anyone else. So, you know, hopefully yeah. they hit on the draft. Um, yeah. Because that's the other thing is uh, I, I'm not sure that the Packers are m- any better now. I feel like they're going to be a little bit worse, to be perfectly honest. Well, I think they um, and, let go of their number one linebacker, Campbell, or they're going to. I don't think they can afford to pay him. Uh, yeah. I know that they're restructuring some people here and there, but I mean, they're. I think the number I saw was like forty-five million, ab- like above cap. So they've got to yeah. do a lot of cutting in other places. They're probably going to let go of some players that yeah. they probably would have loved to keep. Um, but I kind of think now, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get a Super Bowl, this is a huge loss and. I don't know what four years is going to look like. I don't know what free agencies are going to run to Green Bay right away because it's hard to play in, you know, December when you're trying to get into the playoffs. But <laughs> they're going to have to go after some guys who are on like who need a, like a, a prove it to me deal. They're going to have to get a lot of veterans or yeah. a lot of young guys. Um, and that's a little that's a little rough to go through. And they've got to find a way to make sure that they can rebuild that O-line because it was yeah. injury prone last year. And I mean, maybe in the draft, they reach for some O linemen, but I mean, now you got to think of weapons and some of these receivers. Now they're going to be wanting close to 20 million, which is what they're already going to pay Adams. And probably then some, if they want to keep them in the future. So I'm just curious. I mean, this is a lot of money up front, so maybe it's not as yeah. big as a cap hit as what we're expecting, but they've got a lot of work to do to even get this thing under control. And I'm curious to see what else green Bay does. Um, but I agree though. I don't even know if this, 
I think at best it gets him back in the maybe the NFC championship game at best. I don't know if it wins him a Super Bowl with how they're constructed as of today, but we'll see. And we'll see. Um, so, Cody, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, Cody, another, then like literally an hour after the news broke about Aaron Rodgers, some other news about another quarterback hit. Uh, Russell Wilson was traded from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. This to me was a little shocking. I, I wasn't sure that um, Russell Wilson wanted to go to Denver, um, mm-hmm. but now it kind of makes sense. If you kind of, you know, sit back, think about it, you know, Russell Wilson's now going to an offensive minded head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, who just came over from the Packers, um, coming from a, um, a uh, defensive minded head coach for years. So this is this is some big news, and this is good for uh, Russell Wilson, in in my opinion. I think uh, a change of scenery is going to be nice. Now he's going to have to deal with a lot different cold than he did in Seattle. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how he's going to deal with that, uh, and the altitude as well is is going to be uh, something to watch. But good for Russell Wilson to get on a team that that is going to uh, that looks like a, a very talented team. But I will, I will pump the brakes on it just a little bit because here's the thing. To me, they the everyone's saying, well, the Broncos have this like legitimate roster, and all they needed was a quarterback. And I, for one, would agree. I think that's all mm-hmm. they really needed was a quarterback. But you know, if this defense is that good, if this receiving core is that good. I remember there was a team named the Baltimore Ravens who had a quarterback, Trent Dilfer, who wasn't great, all right? And he would even say that. He was fine. He could do some things, but they had great weapons around him, and they had a phenomenal defense like I'm being told that this Broncos defense is. Mm -hmm. So to me, in my opinion, the Russell Wilson trade – you still need to prove it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is, Drew Locke, is he something fancy? No. But Teddy Bridgewater wasn't anything bad. He wasn't like helping them lose games, but he wasn't helping them win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But with everything else that is around him that I'm being told that this Broncos team is so good, it's a little worrisome for me that the Broncos really weren't competitive until towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like they caught something uh, with their team late in the season and they kind of made a slight push, but then they lost a couple of games and that was that. So mm-hmm. to me, I don't know if this Broncos team is as good as everyone's saying. Um, they did lose Noah Fant. I don't think that's that big. I mean, he's a talented tight end, but uh, this draft is really filled with good tight ends. So uh, mm-hmm. they'll be able to draft one and they have a really good backup tight end too. So I don't think they're too worried about that. Um, you know, they lose Shelby Harris, who's a good defensive piece. Um, you know, he's no Russell Wilson. But to me, this could go either way. I'm not ready to say, oh, the Broncos are going to be a phenomenal team. Do I think mm-hmm. they're going to be better? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do I think that they have a, a now a real good chance of getting in the playoffs? Yeah. I would say they're, they're over 50% of probably getting in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I do feel like there 
it, it's, I'm specifically talking to Raider fans because Raider Twitter is just going nuts. Oh right my god, now. yeah, they were beside themselves. Yeah, there were two teams from the AFC West that made the playoffs. One of them was the Raiders. Yeah, and we have Justin Herbert in the other in the other team who we had to beat, by the way, mm-hmm. to get in, and we did. So let's pump the brakes on all this. We haven't even made a move yet. Free agency hasn't even happened yet. So let's calm down a little bit, Raiders. Let's calm down all of AFC West. There's still a lot to see. So although, yes, does Russell Wilson make Denver Broncos better? 100%. He makes them better. But there are still some things that they're going to have to do. And those weapons, too, they're Uh all still very young. So who knows if they work with Russell Wilson? I mean, I would... My, I would bet that they would, but you never know. I would say that Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos is probably the scariest thing that could happen to the AFC West because now we have, in my opinion, a, I think a really good quarterback. He's extremely smart, in my opinion. Uh, he's a proven Super Bowl winner, and he's been there once before, and he lost to Tom Brady. But, I mean, he lost to the greatest quarterback of all time, but nearly won a second Super Bowl uh, with yeah. Seattle with a really good run game, a really good defense, just you know, could, couldn't pull it out. However, Wilson injured himself, came back, nearly got them into the playoffs, and they uh, underachieved, of course, because of their defense. I agree with you. I don't think that this Broncos defense is, you know, Legion of Boom status, but they've got some secondaries on the outside that are really good at shutting down receivers. And in this game, all you need to do is give a quarterback some extra chances, extra possessions to wear out said defense that they're going against. And anything's uh, anything is possible. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson is like the same, you know, same category as Teddy Bridgewater. I I mean, clearly this is a huge upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. And you you say that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater couldn't get this team there and, you know, the talent's not there. They did go through a lot of injuries, which I'll, which I'll speak about. But they have a better offensive line than what they have in Seattle. I don't know about better weapons. I guess individually, if you were to line up like Lockett and Metcalf and then subsequently everybody else, that's a little tougher. But if you give Wilson enough time to protect himself to get the ball out there, and in my opinion, you got a better run game and a stronger defense that's at least gonna at least gonna hold opponents to you know maybe even playing a slower game. Yeah, this is a really good decision, and you know the AFC West should be on notice. I mean, we were talking about it last year before the start that we both kind of thought that the Broncos would are kind of like a sleeper team in a sense, like they've got a lot of talented pieces. Um, They have a really good defense. We didn't know how good their defense was kind of still remains super strong, but as long as you beat the secondary, you had a chance because they really don't have any interior pressure quite yet, but they've got a pretty good linebacking core and they've got, like I said, a really good secondary. That's hard to, that's hard to beat, um, which made them really dangerous. And I think they were top five in, uh, I think defensive uh, passing uh, rating, if I'm not mistaken. So they're high rated, talented cornerbacks. Um, but this to me, to just think that like, let's wait and see, of course, let's wait and see. But if Wilson just brings even a little bit of that magic that he had in Seattle, even with however much left he has in his career, which is probably a good amount of time. And he's got a lot to prove. 
Um, you know, the AFC just got another team to worry about, in my opinion. And if I'm the Raiders, I, I do want to make some moves to make sure that we are staying competitive, that that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Now, does that mean trading Derek Hart? No. So Twitter needs to chill out because all of a sudden they wanted Carr gone for whatever the reason is. That's besides that's like a whole nother topic. But anyways, if I'm the Raiders, I do need to think about what defensive pieces I need to add, maybe offensive weapons to compete firepower wise. If I'm not going to beat them defensively, I need to figure out how to keep up with them offensively, in my opinion. Because, again, if you can get a good defense that bends but don't break, but have an offense that can put up points. And we kind of did put up points in some respects, but again, with turnovers and not having a really functional offense, it slowed us down a lot. But I do have a really good feeling that our coaching staff this year can help us out at that. But again, overall in this conversation, I I think this is something that the AFC needs to take notice of. The Broncos are going to be a scary team, in my opinion, next year. I I do want to put it, uh, I do want to say this, um, that, the Raiders talking about like what they need to do. Of course, do they need to do they need to make moves? Yes, yes, they do. Um, and you know, do the do the Broncos look scary? Yes, they look scary. But also, if you think back, that Raiders offense, we played the Broncos twice, and we still were able to move the ball well with or without a Henry Ruggs. So, you know, the, this is why I say wait is because it's just strictly talking to the Raider fans is we still had success. Yes. Now we have to stop Russell Wilson. Does that make it a little more difficult? Yes. But we have proven that we can, we can move the ball. So all we have to learn how to do is first stop Russell Wilson and get better where we can move the ball as well. And maybe hang on to the ball a little bit longer, which isn't, in the NFL, yes, is that hard to do? Yes, but at the same time, it's not all that hard to figure out, hey, these are the pieces that we need. So all I'm saying is let's let's pump the brakes. Yes, Russell Wilson to Denver is scary, but it also can be a great opportunity for the Raiders or even the Chiefs to go after some other guys, mm-hmm. other players uh, that now Denver and and the Chargers is we're gonna hit on in just like a second. Um, that the Chargers and the Broncos don't necessarily are gonna be able to pay now because mm-hmm. of the moves that they have made. So let's talk about let's talk about Khalil Mack, and then we'll go into Wentz, Cody. Okay. Um, Khalil Mack gets traded from the Bears to the Chargers. I, uh, first of all, <laughs> again. Raiders Twitter, uh, just off the hinges, okay? (laughs) Um, Raiders Twitter is like, uh, Khalil Mack is dead to me. You know, Khalil Mack, he's, I can't believe they did this. First of all, he didn't trade himself, okay? It's not, did he have to accept the trade? Yes, he did. But the first time, he didn't want to be traded from the Raiders. He wanted to stay with the Raiders, so you Raider fans who are like, oh, my God, I can't believe Khalil Mack is doing this and blah, blah, blah. Listen, you you don't understand football. You're just being a hater because now he's on an enemy team, which you don't want to see. And I understand that. So Khalil Mack goes to the Chargers. That makes it a scary defense. Uh, Joey Bosa in, a, in himself was, was a phenomenal uh, pass rusher. 
but there were times where he got double teamed and he kind of had some struggles with the double team. So now you add Khalil Mack to that that equation. Now you can only double team one of them. Now I will say in the fa- in the in the past like couple of years, um, Khalil Mack. I have noticed there have been a couple of time or a couple of games where he just seems like he's taken off. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's having a bye week there. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily just what the offense is doing. I don't know if that's necessarily um, just kind of like his um, kind of outlook on everything or if that's just, um, you know, something that has happened or he's trying to save himself. I don't know. But what I'm what I have noticed is that there are times where he gives up on plays a little too easy. So. Is he Khalil Mack of the Raiders Khalil Mack? I don't think so. I really mm-hmm. don't. I think he's a little he's kind of taken maybe a, like a one step back. I wouldn't say like, you know, steps back. Mm-hmm. Um he's still elite. He's someone that I still don't want to see against me. But, right. you know, at the same time, um he's not the player that he once was. So, but it still makes him a good defense. But they are going to be losing a key piece in Kaiser White. Um uh, the linebacker who was their leading tackler, mm-hmm. he was he was phenomenal. So them losing him is going to be uh, kind of an issue. And I keep seeing they're going to have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Derwin James. First of all, Derwin James the last three years doesn't even play half of the game. So I'm not really too worried about that. Um, yes, that was a shot at Derwin James. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then the cornerbacks, they – they're doing okay. I feel like they could be better. So mm-hmm. the Chargers still have a lot to go on. Do they have a, a, a great pass rush now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to beat those pass rushing uh, guys. There are ways that you can overcome that situation. Um, and so for me, is it scary again? Yes. But again, I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm going to say, I'm going to wait and see what happens. But do I like Khalil Mack being on the Chargers? Absolutely not. I wish he would have came back to the Raiders. I would love for him to be on the Raiders. I don't think it was going to happen. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to trade him in the first place. But yeah, there you go. This is where we're at. Well, I would say, so if you're noticing Khalil Mack is taking maybe a step back, I would also say he's had a lot of, he did go through quite a bit of injuries while in his time with Chicago. So, you know, taking off plays and also too, you're the number one pass rusher. You're going to get game planned a lot to be double, triple teamed to take you out completely. So not surprised if, you know, he's ineffective in some games, but you put him on a team where there's another, you know, another edge rusher that is almost as good. And some would probably argue better because he's slightly younger and you have him on the opposite side, now who do you game plan for? Because either one could have a field day. And, you know, for me, I would really hope now that the Raiders really kind of make it a point to address the odds, fits, and blind. We did go through quite a bit of injuries. Um, I'd like to see us get some guys that are going to fit around probably the zone running scheme that uh, McDaniels will probably run more than likely. But, you know, Derek Carr still got sat quite a bit, even though they had a shuffleboard type of offensive lineman. And the Chargers were notorious for getting pressure on him. And I know that you took a shot at Derwin James, but when he's on the field, you can't ignore him. And he's very deadly on the field. And nothing's worse than pressure going to a quarterback, you throwing it up there, and who's the guy that's there to pick it off? 
Derwin James. And for the Raiders, I would just I would just hope that this makes them address in different needs, of course. But Cleo Mack is somebody that still has a lot left in the tank and now is probably even more motivated because he's going to play the Raiders twice a year. And that's the last thing I want to see. But we'll see. I mean, the Chargers do have to put it together. Their defense isn't spectacular, but it did, it did improve. And so, yeah, let's wait to see what happens. But this is also dangerous for Mahomes. This is also dangerous for Russell Wilson and anybody else in the AFC because Khalil Mack is a, is a beast. And especially if he's got a partner like Bosa on the opposite side, this is going to be an interesting defensive team, no doubt. And I can only imagine the creativity they'll do to free them both up. So, yeah. you know, this is very interesting. I don't like the trade. And to be <laughs> honest, if we're looking at the trade too, they gave up a sixth round and a second round pick in next year's draft. If I'm the, if I'm thinking about it, I really wish the Raiders could have offered maybe the exact same thing, maybe in something better yeah. to get him back. Yeah. So it's kind of disheartening to know that it didn't take that much to even get him away from the bears, but you know, he's now back in the West and now we got to worry about him. And so we'll go from there, but you know, this is a tough day for Raiders and AFC West. Cause there's a, there's a monster in the West now. So we just need to be careful. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll give you, I, I kind of was downplaying the trade and I, and I shouldn't do that. I, I don't mean it like that. I, I this I don't like this trade. I, I'm with you. I don't like that Khalil Mack is a Charger. Not just because it's the Chargers, just because they're in our division. And now with Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other side, and with our offensive line issues that we've had right now, like that's scary. That's scary. But again, like I, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at is. I'm not going to completely freak out like everyone is on Twitter right now um, because there is still a lot to see. We haven't, the draft hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Uh, free agency hasn't hit. So let's calm down. Let's not be too crazy, but it is big news. It is scary to think that, you know, if we still have the same team that we do right now, um, you know, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, that's not someone you want to face uh, twice a year. You don't. You, yeah. you just, you never do. Um, and I will say that the Raiders have been making moves to clear up some cap space. They let go of Alec Ingold, who was a big-time fan favorite, um, which I, I really like Alec Ingold, but it's sad to see him go. He was our fullback. Um, he was out for, uh, for the year. He tore, I believe he tore ACL. Um, yeah, I and, think it was his ACL. Uh, yeah, so it's sad to see him go. I I really liked him, but um, the the Raiders are making moves. I mean, they restructured Kenyon Drake's uh, deal, and oh, who else Colton did Miller. they restructure? Colton Miller. So they restructured some deals to to have some more money. So the Raiders are planning on doing things. So yeah, calm down, Raiders. <laughs> Just <laughs> calm down and, a little bit. They're they're gonna do something. Don't trade Carr. Don't trade him. Yeah, that's no, yeah. not the answer. That'll be a topic for another day. But yes. we do need to get to this. Carson Wentz was traded to Washington, uh, Washington Commanders, and um, this kind of shocked me a little bit. I, I was kind of surprised that um, he went to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not shocking that the Commanders were looking for a quarterback, but I'm kind of surprised they took 
a, a flyer on Carson Wentz. That was something that I was kind of shocked about. I, I don't know about you, Cody. Um, but here's my thing. I, I was very high on Carson Wentz. We, you know, our famous debate on who our top 10 quarterbacks were coming into that year. We had Ryan Tan. You had Ryan Tannehill. I had Carson Wentz at 10. Both, both were at 10 for us. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I still believed in Carson Wentz because I saw an MVP caliber quarterback. And then all of a sudden this like big drastic fall that he had in Philadelphia. Then he goes to the Colts had a pretty good year. And then yeah. towards the end, he lost a couple of games and Colts fans were not happy about it. And I understand that it's not something that I, um, that I don't understand, but, um, you know, that was a little shocking that he, the Washington Commanders go after Carson Wentz. Like, I just feel like right now, Washington as a football team, like, you need to go after, like, a Russell Wilson. Like, mm-hmm. they, they should have really swung big. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't go after Russell Wilson. I'm sure they probably put some sort of offer. But I feel like they really need to do – because – them getting Carson Wentz is essentially getting Kirk Cousins back. Yeah. Like to me, he is a Kirk Cousins type quarterback right now. He's a big arm. He's a big guy. He can take some hits. But now after his injuries, after the year that he had, he just has not been the same player. Um, And so, which is sad to see, but I mean, Washington commanders, they just keep going after these guys who essentially do this. Mm-hmm. Like they're guys who used to be something. And so they just take these flyers. And I just feel like Ron Rivera does this too. I mean, the whole Cam Newton situation, um, you know, and he just feels like he can win with any quarterback. And Ron Rivera has proven that he can't really win with any quarterback. He he has to win with a good quarterback. And, and he hasn't done that yet. So uh, the only time he was really successful is when he had Cam Newton in his MVP year. So, um, you know, I, I feel like um, this was a strange thing for the Washington Commanders. Does it make sense for them I, to a certain extent? But I just feel like they should go after someone else. I just feel like you've waited this. You've gone through this whole quarterback carousel through Washington for so many years. Might as well, you know, get someone good, wait for someone good. Um, but uh, I understand that, you, you know, you got to put out a decent product and, and so putting out Carson Wentz there for now is is the best they can do. Yeah. I mean, I'll echo a little bit of that sentiment. I'm not necessarily as hypercritical about the commanders getting Wentz as I am of the Colts getting rid of Wentz because I actually thought that Wentz actually had a really good season. I mean, I think the stat was he had 35 over 3,500 yards. I think he did like 27 touchdown throws to only seven interceptions, which I thought he took care of the ball really well. Towards the end of the season, did he make some poor decisions? Yeah, of course. You know, he crumbled under pressure. But, you know, with Frank Wright, you saw that he actually did a lot better. You know, and he, you, I thought he, this was going to spark a resurgence. And, you know, according to fantasy football numbers, did he do the greatest? No, but in regular football games, ones that matter, <laughs> he did really well. Did he, did he cost his team a playoff berth? Yes, but he also helped them get in that position. Um, I think this is more of an indictment, though, on the Colts. I mean, this is going to be now their fifth quarterback change in as many years, five. And in my opinion, if you are looking to get 
above or the, over the mountain, so to speak, into the playoffs, make some noise, whatever the case may be. You need some more consistency than five different quarterbacks in five consecutive years. I mean, uh, I think it was uh, Darius Leonard tweeted that he was, you know, yeah. he pointed out this exact thing, five quarterbacks in five years. You know, he wished Carson well, but you can tell he's frustrated. I mean, can we get a guy to stay more than one season before we start making changes? I mean, there's some quarterbacks that get multiple seasons to prove it, even when they stink up the joint. And yet Carson Wentz gets traded to, to Washington after one season. Now, an argument could be made, and it probably is, that Wentz probably wanted to leave and it was a mutual thing to go. So that's why the commanders getting him makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, because uh, I think Adam Scheffner reported that the commanders actually made a better offer to Seattle for Wilson, but uh, Seattle turned it down because they didn't want him in the NFC division. So that's why he's in the AFC now. I think this is a very similar predicament. I mean, teams that probably could have used Carson Wentz more, hypothetically, uh, maybe Miami could have used uh, his services better with two are being injured. They don't really have a, I mean, Jacoby uh, Bursett, I mean, he's okay, but maybe Carson Wentz is maybe a, a little bit of step above that. Um, you know, who knows what could have happened. And that's why he goes to the NFC because chances of him, uh, you know, take, taking it out on the Colts aren't really that, that high, but now he's back in the NFC where, you know, the quarterback competition isn't so crazy as it is in the AFC, which is why Carson Wentz probably didn't look so great. But, you know, I, I think this does make sense for the commanders in a sense that, like, this was probably the only other best option that there was out there. It's a veteran quarterback. He's mobile. So, you know, Ron Rivera is not a guy that likes to throw the ball, you know, 50 times. He's a guy that likes to run the ball a lot. Um, they basically have the same comparable offensive line that will protect. So, I mean, Carson Wentz isn't going to a worse situation. You know, but he's also not going to a better situation. I think the only thing that Carson Wentz gets upgraded from is some of the receivers that he has and maybe the tight end. I mean, but I think relatively defense kind of stays the same in offensive line. So this literally could be a wash for Washington, but Colts may be on a downward trajectory now because I don't know what other quarterback you get. If I hear that they sign, you know, Mitch Trubisky, I don't know how serious they are because. Yeah. You know, Carson Wentz was supposed to be rejuvenated and you got rid of him after year one. What are you going to do with Trubisky or Win or Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? Fill in whatever quarterback you feel like you're going to put in there. Can you assure that they'll last longer than one season? And, you know, now what quarterback wants to go there because they're on a prove it year and they want more commitment than just one year. So to me, this is more of an indictment on the Colts than it is the commanders. Yeah, and and to your credit, I, I I believe that he had a. Honestly, I felt like he had the same year that Philip Rivers did when he was with the Colts. Like I didn't think it was that much difference. Like I felt like both quarterbacks had a good team. Uh, there were a couple of games where they did really poorly, but did they did they lose uh, most of the games? I, no, I think they did lose a couple of the games, but overall, you got the same quarterback. So I, I think that's why Indianapolis was kind of um, kind of over it. You know, they wanted to, they wanted him out, but at the same time, like exactly what you said, like it, it really wasn't bad. <laughs> so uh, what I mean, what else are you going to get? I mean, and they they're going hard at Derek Carr right now. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't believe the Raiders are going to deal him, but Hey, I mean, if the price is right, they might, who knows? So, um, that's, that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch, but, um, I don't think they're going to really get anyone better than Carson Wentz unless, you know, something drastic happens right now. And, and I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I will say with how this offseason has been, I will not be surprised if tomorrow we wake up and we hear Jimmy G goes to the Colts and the Colts basically fork over everything to get Jimmy G because it makes sense for everybody with Jimmy G going in the AFC, not staying in the NFC. Colts need a quarterback desperately. 49ers are trying to, uh, you know, get rid of Jimmy G for Trey Lance. So I would not be surprised if tomorrow morning we wake up and we hear that news. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Cody. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the top five free agent choices for the Las Vegas Raiders. So stay tuned. All right. Well, we are back, Cody. There, a list on NFL.com has come out, and it's the top 101 uh, free agents uh, on the market for, uh, for the NFL right now. And uh, I went through them all, um, and I noticed that Andy Dalton was 101, and yeah. I disagreed mm-hmm. it, disagreed with it wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> but for the most part, every other uh, every other player, I didn't really have an issue with. Now I know you and I both kind of have uh, a couple of similar players. Now there is one player um that i believe that yeah you and i both have on there and that's Mm going to be amari cooper technically he's not a free agent yet he could be traded so um i will put that out there but he is on our list so if you guys are listening to this and you're like wait amari cooper is not even he's not even available right now um we know we just we the story was they're either going to release him or trade him so we're just assuming that it, it's likely that they were going to release them, and that's what we were going off. And in fairness to add to that, too, most cases when an NFL team announces that they're trading a player before they release it, nine out of ten times that player ends up getting released anyways because whether they can't find a team that's willing to negotiate with them or, in my opinion, what it is is you just announce what your plans are if we can't strike a deal, so why am I going to give up assets when you're going to give it away anyways? I'll just wait until you're done with that yeah. and then just go through the waiver wire process. So I get it, like, you know, finding a partner that might want it. I mean, he could easily go to the Browns or the Steelers <laughs> by by some deal, but also, too, those same teams could just think, I'm not going to give up any assets. I'll just take my chances in the waiver wire and think that no one else will claim him or, you know, not claim him and then just let free agency kind of play out, which is what we are talking about. That's why he's on my list. And that's why he's on Drew's list. All right, Cody. So let's get into it. Um, I don't know how, if you want to go from five to one or one to five to me, it really doesn't matter. So I will let you pick, but Cody, why don't you give us your top five? Okay. Uh, free agents. So I'll go five to one just because it's for dramatic effect. So, <laughs> so at number five, this is kind of, kind of cheating. It's five a and five B in my opinion, I've got Calais Campbell, a defensive lineman. I uh, played with Baltimore this past season. Um, in my opinion, we really need someone in the interior. I know that we had Solomon Thomas. He was really good at times, but we could really use another veteran such as Calais Campbell, who has a ton left to prove very big guy. And anywhere he goes, he makes a big impact. And so 
Campbell, in my opinion, would be a really great signing for the Raiders. And it would really help that pressure defense that we've been talking about for the last two seasons. You know, two seasons before, we couldn't get pressure to save our souls. This past season, our pressure got a little bit better with Ngakwe and um, Mad Max on the outsides. And, you know, we did get a lot more pressure. I would like to see that pressure continue with Calais Campbell. Mm -hmm. However, as a uh, 5B choice, um, I would like to see Anthony Barr because, in my opinion, we really need a veteran, smart linebacker that's going to command the defense, earn the respect. Uh, I think he's only 30, if I'm not mistaken, has a lot of has a lot left in the tank, in my opinion. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he also played a very similar scheme to what the, the Raiders are going to put out as well. So he would fit right in and he's really good in coverage. He's sneaky fast. Um, and he's also a run, he's a run stuffer. So that helps as well. So I would really like to have a leader like, uh, Anthony Barr as a linebacking choice. Number four, I got Allen Robinson. He played with Chicago. He had a terrible season, but also too, I'm going to say that that was based on scheme and targets because Allen Robinson did great two seasons before, uh, in the same offense, but when they tried putting in a rookie quarterback and obviously the head coach isn't there any longer, you know, we, they had issues and you can just tell that offense just wasn't there. And Allen Robinson, for some reason was taken out for whatever the case may be. I would love to see him on the Raiders as opposite or as like maybe a number one option for the Raiders to help give relief to like Hunter Winfro or, uh, to, yeah. uh, uh, Byron Edwin, or excuse me, Brian Edwards, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> that way it kind of gets the offense a little bit more fluid and it makes us a little bit more, um, capable to stretch the field. Following that, at number three, I've got Amari Cooper. And I think you and I agree on this. We talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago. We'd love to have Amari Cooper back because he's familiar with Carr. And he's somebody that could – he's a great route runner. Uh, he can be the number one option and take a lot of relief off the other guys. And he kind of already knows the offensive system coming into it. And I think McDaniels would love to scheme something up with him to get him those options. I mean, if, if uh, McDaniels can get somebody like Jacoby Myers – almost a thousand yards receiving. He would do great with Amari Cooper, who in my opinion is an upgrade from that. At number two, we have been rumored to this cornerback all off season, even before the new league season has even started. Uh, JC Jackson of the Patriots. Um, I don't know how sure we the Raiders will get him, but it sounds like it's almost a surefire thing. Like it's the worst kept secret from what it sounds like. And again, I would love to have him on the team because we need some. We need a younger cornerback to replace uh, Casey Hayward, and and Jackson would fit right in. And I think he leads the league in interceptions since he's entered the since he's entered the league uh, in the last few seasons. So that's a huge plus right there that he's a ball hawk. He's in the right place, and in my opinion, he'd work really well with McDaniel's and that defense. At number one, in my opinion, I know that our lists are a little bit different, but for me. Dante Hightower, who was the Patriots, basically number one linebacker for a lot of years. I would love to see him on the Raiders because we need somebody with Super Bowl playoff experience, a leader, somebody that's going to command the defense, get attention, earn respect, and it's going to make us a just a hungrier defense. And I think Hightower will get us to that next level that we've always been looking for. And that's why I would have him number one on our on my list. Um, and Really, his resume couldn't speak any more than already has. Like I mentioned, previous Super Bowl champion, been with Tom Brady, been with Bill, Bill, been with Bill Belichick. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and 
he's been the anchor of their defense for all these years and also including last season. Now he was a little hurt last season, but still anytime he was on the field, a huge difference maker and you could not ignore his presence. So that's my top five list. That's who I would, if I were the Raiders, those are my top five guys. I would go after in that order. Number one being Dante Hightower. Um, so I don't have Hightower on my list. Um, you know, for the Raiders, for needs, I like Hightower. I think he's he's a nice player. I'm not saying he's not. I just, um, I think as he's gotten older, um, the drive has kind of gone away. And uh, if you, I mean, as you can see my list here, I mean, I have Bobby Wagner on there and he's older. But uh, the reason I have Wagner over Hightower is, Wagner still has that motor and I feel like Hightower every now and then doesn't kind of play to what Wagner uh, still plays at. So uh, that's just kind of my opinion. So that's why I have Hightower, but what I hate getting Hightower. Absolutely not. I would love that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so going from five to one, I have Stefan Gilmore. I wanted Gilmore uh, earlier this past year uh, when he was open for, um, for trades uh, when he was basically being said around new England, like, Hey, he's on the trade block. You send us what you want. I wanted the Raiders for them to go after the him, especially after Trayvon Mullen was hurt. Uh, when he got hurt, I thought that would really help Casey Hayward. Um, I wouldn't mind having Casey Hayward, but it does sound like he is going to go to Indianapolis but who knows? Uh, but he would be on my list, too, if, if I thought we had a good chance at him. Uh, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but Stefan Gilmore, again, he's another guy who's older, but he is a veteran presence. And I really would only want Gilmore if we were going to get J.C. Jackson. And obviously, I'm going to talk about Jackson in a bit. Uh, number four, I have Allen Robinson. There's a lot of receivers on here that I actually wouldn't mind having. Uh, but to put him in my top five, uh, it really had to be uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, Allen Robinson is, I feel like he didn't get, I feel like he didn't get um, the acknowledgement that he should have gotten uh, in Chicago. I felt like Justin Fields should have used him more, and he didn't. Um, so I feel like Allen Robinson last year, I felt like, oh, he's gone, like he's gone. And then they're like, oh, no, he's going to stay. So he stayed. And I feel like after this year, it's like, okay, he's definitely gone. So I feel very confident that he's actually going to be on the free agent market, uh, which obviously with the franchise tag uh, being over, uh, he he for sure is going to be available now. Um, so we'll see. I mean, hopefully the Raiders will go after we, – we need a receiver, whether it's through the draft, through, through free agency. But I think with <clears throat> what's going on in the AFC West – you're going to need a veteran receiver and maybe draft one as well, just, <laughs> just to be on the safe side. Um, so, and then number three, I have a twofer. I have a Bobby Wagner. If you can't get Bobby Wagner, I would want a Kaiser right. Kaiser white, excuse me. Um, Bobby Wagner is like I said, this guy is a freaking beast. He's a guy who uh, will be all over the field. I mean, he's one of the older linebackers in the game and still plays at a tremendous high level. Um, and then Kaiser White, he led the Chargers in tackles. He was a beast. He was a Bobby Wagner-esque. Mm -hmm. Now, it is one year. Um, I would like to see more from him. But 
I wouldn't mind getting him. And I don't think he's going to be as expensive as you think he would. And it's not you're not going to be paying what you were paying Corey Littleton at the time. Now Corey Littleton being gone, of course, uh, from the Raiders. But um, I feel like he could be really good. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, we have Denzel Perryman. Why do we need another linebacker? Well, Perryman was a great tackler. But um, we need another guy that you can rely on on doing the other things just as well as Perryman did. So uh, for me, um, either Wagner or White would be one I would want to get. Excuse me. Uh, Then I would go after Amari Cooper. I think this is a a match made in heaven. (laughs) Um, It's worked before. It can work again. Um, Carr didn't want Cooper to go. He didn't want to trade uh, Cooper. Um, And the other thing is, Amari Cooper, I was talking about last week that he sometimes kind of has that like give up attitude almost that I'm not really liking. But I do feel like in Josh McDaniel's offense, he could be a focal point. I don't think McDaniel's has had a talented receiver like an Amari Cooper in a while mm-hmm. in New England. So I feel like he would really use him probably overuse him. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, Mari Cooper, he's expensive. He, actually, he's not going to be that expensive because he just got released from the Cowboys for a reason. Everyone in the NFL knows that this guy struggles with injuries. So they're not going to sign him to a huge contract. So to be perfectly honest, Cooper is not going to be as expensive as you think he will be. So Amari Cooper actually could be a phenomenal steal if you're the Raiders. So, there is a chance now. Do I think it'll happen? No, but there is a chance that the Raiders could end up getting Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper. Um, will that happen? Probably not. I don't think the Raiders are going to spend money like that. But um, who knows? I would. I would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then J.C. Jackson, of course, is my number one. J.C. Jackson is a cornerback that we're going to need. Whether we have Trayvon Mullen, yes. But J.C. Jackson is a ball hawk. And that, to me, is what the Raiders have really missed, is a ball hawk. We don't have a guy. Casey Hayward was a really good defender. He was he was able to get But we didn't turn the ball over as much as we needed to. We didn't get those interceptions that we need to. And the best thing about J.C. Jackson, he's a cornerback. And he gets those picks, which is even harder to do. Now, with the guys, a uh, ball hawk like that, those end up being sometimes those guys will give up some big plays because they're trying to get that interception. And I understand that, but it is something that you will live with because he is a guy who can potentially change a game. So JC Jackson, for me, I feel like should absolutely be the number one guy that the Raiders go after, especially now there's a Russell Wilson, a Patrick Mahomes and and a Justin Herbert. I think cornerbacks should be addressed right away. I like I, – I, I don't want to say that. I love Trayvon Mullen. I think we should keep him. I think he's been really good. He just had struggled with injuries last year. If it wasn't for the injuries, he was actually having a really good year to start the year. Unfortunately, got hurt and, and went down. So um, you add J.C. Jackson to that, uh, I think that's going to be really, really good. <clears throat> yeah, um, agreed. I did want to say this. Um I put this in my notes for a reason. Um, I actually have a sixth one, Cody. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to hear what you say about this. So a six one I have is I believe that the Raiders should get all five of those guys <laughs> with the news of Khalil Mack, Russell Wilson. Um, I feel like JC Jackson would help in the, in the secondary as well as Stefan Gilmore. You have the young guy and the old guy who also worked with each other in new England. Yeah. Uh, then you have Allen Robinson and Amari <clears throat> Cooper, just two dominant receivers. Why not? Then you add you add Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller to that. That's mm-hmm. a scary team. And then, of course, either Wagner or White at that point, uh, I'm good with. So uh, I say sign them all. Yeah, I mean, a, just, I, I mean, we've gone, we've gone all in on the coaching staff, in my opinion. I don't yeah. see why not. We should. We want to be bold. And, you know, like they said, this is not a rebuild. This is a retool. So, yeah, I mean, you got to spend money. You got to get talented players. Um, I mean, we do have a lot of draft assets and, you know, the Rams kind of made the blueprint, you know, draft picks are just another trade asset, but they're not actual players until you draft them and you got to develop them. And we don't have time for that. That's why they use those assets to get Matthew Stafford, Vaughn Miller, OBJ. Yep. Well, they, they signed OBJ as a free agent, but, you know, yep. other players they've had to turn over assets for. So if I'm the Raiders, I mean, I'd love to hear that, of course, but uh you know, we'll see what happens when free agency starts, but I really hope the Raiders are aggressive, and I really hope yeah. that some of the players respond to the new leadership uh, that McDaniel's and and Ziegler do, and also the coaching staff and um, and and all that other stuff. I'm I'm really encouraged by it. I really feel like we have a good place and a good opportunity in free agency. So I'm actually really eager yeah. for it to start in a positive way, and I yeah. do think that the Raiders will respond accordingly <laughs> in the draft and free agency and. It would be a dream to have all of our guys from either one of our lists signed. I think we agree that they would help us tremendously in all aspects. But, you yeah. know, it also has to make sense in systems and schemes and contracts. So we'll see. We'll let it all play out and yeah. see what happens at the end. Um, I do feel like the Raiders do need to get at least one receiver in free agents, a, a, a notable receiver. Um, I always say this every year. Oh, we should get a receiver. And then we get like a John Brown who is going to be like a number four guy, you know? Um, and not even so, on the team at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's, it's more of, I, I want the Raiders to really go after a receiver, a, a guy who's, who's done it in the league. And if they draft a receiver as well, I'm, I'm good with that, but mm-hmm. we at least need to get one, if not two free agent receivers and so I did want to bring them. I know we talked about Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. How likely we're going to get both of those guys? I don't think it's going to be that likely. Um, but like uh, a guy like Russell Gage uh, from the Falcons, he had a really good year. He was really good. Um, he could be like a number two guy, uh, especially if you're going to draft a receiver. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind him. Uh, am I going to put all my assets in him? Probably. I mean, I'm not going to. If he's asking for a little too much, I'm not going to go that far. But um, another guy would be Juju Smith. I know Juju struggled with injuries. He hasn't been great. But, um, you know, last time, or I believe it was last year, Uh uh, he was kind of linked to maybe possibly being uh, a Raider. Um, So I wouldn't mind him. I think he he would actually – I feel like he would work really well with Carr. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that could be really huge. So – um, and then one other guy I did want to bring up, or actually two guys. Uh, I've I've been hearing a lot of Odell. 
listen, I, it feels like he's going to stay with the Rams, especially with this injury. I feel like they're going to do him, uh, do him right by signing him. So that way he can rehab and, and, uh, do all that. And that way they have him next year. Another guy though, a guy who could come back besides Amari Cooper, Cordell Patterson, Cordell Patterson. He had a really good relationship with Carr when he was with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I would want to sign him, not strictly for receiver, you could use him as running back. I mm-hmm. feel like Josh Jacobs could use the help. And then obviously, yes, you have Kenyon Drake. But then you could throw Patterson in there as well. Um, that's a pretty good, I mean, Kenyon Drake is a really good pass catching back. Uh, Josh Jacobs can do a lot of the load, but you can throw Cordell, Cordell Patterson in the mix and mm-hmm. he can do some uh, some good things for you. So, um, I think those are guys that, that could really fit uh, the Raiders system. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen um, Will Fuller. I, I'm not I'm not into that. I think yeah. with the PEDs that he had been caught doing and, and, and his injury history yeah. is just, it's not worth it. Um, but DJ Shark, I, I think that's fine. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not really loving it, but I wouldn't hate it. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through here to look at all the other receivers. I mean, there wasn't too many that I wanted to talk about, but I mean, this list could have easily gone 15 deep. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we don't have that much time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I like a lot of the receivers that are out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm bullish on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, you know, if we could get Amari Cooper, or Allen Robinson, one or the other mm-hmm. or both, um that would be amazing. That would be the way to go, but yeah. um if the Raiders end up saying, "Okay, I don't it doesn't look like we're going to get any one of those guys. Let's go after one of these lower like a Russell Gage, you know, Juju mm-hmm. Smith, something like that." and we draft another guy, um, I would be perfectly good with that as well. I think, um, so I actually don't hate the Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that would be a good pickup. However, though, I do, I would like a receiver that could borderline a number one over like a distinguished one and two. Like, I wouldn't want Smith-Schuster to be the outright number one guy. I feel like he's better when he has someone opposite of him that is more of a number one guy. I mean, in a perfect world, Smith Schuster and Robinson or Cooper together, like in combination to one of those two, in my opinion, would be a perfect recipe of a, of a really good receiving core, especially with Winfro that likes to play the slot a lot. I think that'd be great. But um, I would also like to throw this out there. We've actually been rumored around him as well a little bit. It would probably take a little bit of, maybe trading for and he might go at a pretty decent price but brandon cooks we've been kind of rumored to i wouldn't mind that a lot at all i mean brandon cooks to me you could you could kind of have a game plan around him as the number one guy and let's say if you also sign smith schuster you can have him as a two option but i think because defenses will you know game plan for the speed of cooks and cooks is underrated in terms of his hands and his uh route running he's very very good i i say he's kind of like a like a a version of Tyreek Hill, but obviously he's not on the same level, but he's Tyreek Hill-esque. In my opinion, I think that Cooks may have a little bit better of uh, of catching the ball with his hands than, you know, burning somebody per se. I would, you know, I would say that much, but I think if you put Smith-Schuster, uh, you know, opposite of him, I think that would go well because you can put Cooks 
in the slot, have Winfro go on the outside, vice versa. You can have Cooks do a uh, do a go route, and you can have Smith Schuster do some, you know, inside slants or some outbreaks, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. And I think that would be really good for both of those receivers because it takes the pressure off of Juju Smith Schuster to be the number one guy because Cooks has been the number one guy. And he's a proven receiver. I mean, he had a thousand yard season with a really bad Texans team. So I really think that McDaniels, who had success with him before, would find a really good way to structure an offense game plan for that. And you have someone like Smith Schuster or Cooper or Allen Robinson. I think then the Raiders would be then took a huge step forward, especially with you just mentioned Jacobs, uh, Drake, uh, you know, Waller. I mean, our offense would look really good at that point. I mean, we would we would be having the type of offense that we've been hoping for for a lot of seasons, and you know, I I I, I would be super excited to see some sort of combination of those receivers be added to the Raiders, and we'll see. I mean, thankfully, there's some good talented receivers, and I trust Carr to get them the ball regardless because he's just kind of proven that. I mean, we thought we had nobody receivers this year. And with those nobody receivers, he got them into the playoffs. So I trust that whatever, you know, free agent receivers we do get, Carr will get him acclimated. He'll get him successful and he'll find them. Bottom line. So that's, uh, but we'll see, man. I mean, th- there's there's receivers that haven't even been cut yet from teams that we don't anticipate. Who knows what could happen, man? This is going to be a wild free agency if these yeah. trades have told us anything to start. So we'll see. One thing I do want to say is, um, you know, all, all these receivers that we mentioned, they all have had issues with injuries. So you're not going to get a clean receiver. Brandon Cooks is no exception. I mean, he's had his fair share of injuries. I mean, obviously this year he was pretty much healthy. So uh, that was huge. But, you know, it is what you're going to have to pay for. But the good thing is, what and what I said earlier is, you're really not going to have to pay as much as you think you're going to have to pay for these guys because of the injury histories, and every NFL team knows it. They're not going to want to put all that type of money into a guy like that um, when uh, you know there's that chance that they're going to get hurt. So, yeah. All right, Cody. Well, that is it for us. We are done. We have finally finally exhausted all of our nfl takes um we wanted to get to mlb we wanted to get to uh wwe uh because wrestlemania is starting to creep up and we do like to talk a little bit at wwe but anyway uh there was so much that happened the last two days in football it, it, it took over yeah so um but cody uh you know good job by you man you did a great job uh go check us out on uh, facebook twitter and instagram which is all sports talk uh, please like and uh, you know share and follow us whatever it is go uh, go check us all out on that um and uh you know if we ever tweet anything you know facebook anything instagram whatever it may be uh we always want to hear from you guys whether um you know you like what we're talking about you hate what we're talking about but we always want to hear from you so please let us know we want we want to interact with you uh, and then also 
our YouTube channel. Go check us out. Please subscribe and, uh, you know, like all of our YouTube channel uh, videos. We always, want, again, comment on the videos. We want to hear from you. Uh, and then go check out um, all the major podcast sites. If you're not listening to via podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and Google Podcasts. So go check all that out. Subscribe, rate, and review. Any rate, any review and any rate will help us. So if it's a one-star, just let us know what you want us to fix and if it's a five star let us know what you like about us and that way we can continue to do it uh, and then go check out our partners at fnxfitness.com they always have great workout gears great workout supplements uh, and you can see the promo code on the very bottom of the screen if you're listening to the podcast it is going to be in the link uh, in the a, a description in the link excuse me um, and then if you're watching on Facebook, uh, I don't know where it's going to be, so, <laughs> but it will be somewhere. You'll be able to find it. I believe in you. Anyway, um, go check them out. They, they always have, actually, they just had a deal not too long ago. Usually once a week, maybe once every two weeks, they'll have a deal, uh, where they'll have like a 40% off a 30% off, whatever it may be. Um, but, um, the, uh, if they have like a 50% deal, you can actually add our promo code onto that. So you can get 15% off from just us and then an additional 50% off with whatever their, whatever their, um, uh, promo that they're doing is. So, uh, you could get potentially like 65% off of one, one, uh, one sale. So go check them out. Go look at what they have. They have really cool stuff they're always adding stuff and they do sell out quickly so go check everything out um and uh i'm gonna pass it over to cody and he'll finish us off well thank you drew for all that and guys just as a reminder as drew said so the links to fnxfit.com the links to all of our social media handles our youtube page uh, they're going to all be in the description here. I'll link them all up. And then also, too, you guys can go to our link tree, which you can find in our Instagram bio. Click on that. It has all the exact same information that we've been preaching to get a hold of us, to find us. Uh, every time we post this on Spotify specifically, I actually put a polling question on there. Feel free to answer that and interact with us. And we'd love to just get your guys' feedback and your thoughts on your favorite team, how they're doing. You know, if you're in the Raiders, tell us what you think the Raiders need in free agency, just like what we're talking about. Love to interact with you guys so and again follow us on all the major social media handles as drew has already mentioned but i just want to reiterate that because it's very important that we get to interact with you guys because we love having these talks and uh you know we can clearly talk more than anybody but we also love to listen to see what you guys have to say so with that being said you guys please be nice to one another don't go anywhere because gas prices are outrageous right now uh, stay also, home. Yeah. Also <laughs> Not because of a pandemic, but no, just no, because of gas prices. $6 a gallon <laughs> won't make me go nowhere now. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Drew, again, thanks for an awesome episode, man. And I will probably see you on Sunday. So, <laughs> yes, for sure. It's going to be Sunday. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going to be Sunday. I will be there. So. Okay, that's all that matters. All right, guys, have a good week. Bloody hands, stain from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands, break through the chains, go free me. Looking for change, looking for play.